Hello and welcome to the Adventure Audio Podcast. In this episode, uh, it's just me and Ty and we talk about a number of things in the world of cycling that have uh, just happened or are about to happen, including some world tour racing um, and some of the uh, really awesome and exciting results that we've already seen, well, which is crazy because we feel like the world tour series just ended uh, because it did, because that all, everything got condensed into the fall. So a lot of these a lot of the pros on the men and women's side had a very, very short off season, but some of them are performing um, at pretty crazy levels. So it's pretty fun to watch right now. And we get into some of that stuff, some of the upcoming gravel racing that we're going to be trying to pay attention to, because that's a whole emerging scene still. Uh, that's really cool and exciting to us. Um, we talk a little bit about bikes and uh, we also talk a little bit about the Barkley marathons, which are going on right now. Milan San Remo is tomorrow, which is March 20th. So the day after we recorded, so depending on when you listen to this episode, we might have a, maybe we'll have another finisher at the Barkley Marathons. Maybe we'll have a champion at Milan San Remo and we just catch up on some different things. We have some really great guests coming up that we will be recording with in the next uh, couple of weeks. So stay tuned for that and we'll get those uh, recorded and posted uh, just as soon as we're able to do so. But some, certainly some excited people that we're really looking forward to having on the pod. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the State Bicycle Company. Up with, who now offer an all-road gravel bike. It's, a, it's called the 6061 All-Road, featuring a durable aluminum frame, lightweight carbon fork, and plenty of tire clearance for either 650Bs or 700C wheel sets. So it's absolutely a road bike if you need it to be, or a pretty burly gravel bike or adventure bike or, or bike packing bike. So incredibly versatile. We talk a li- little bit about these bikes actually in the episode. Um, State sent these exact models to us with both wheel sets um, and they're absolutely awesome. So we get into that a little bit. And um, if you use uh, code adventure audio at www.statebicycle.com, you will get free shipping. That doesn't just apply to these bikes, that applies to everything that they do, which is really, really cool. They started out as a single speed um, fixie company uh, and have expanded from there, but they still offer a whole bunch of different bikes, um, including fixier bikes. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by the Black Bibs, which is home to unbranded and affordable cycling apparel. The Black Bibs is where you can get the now legendary $40 bib short plus ultralight jerseys in solid colors. These look absolutely great. I am eagerly awaiting um, my pair of black bibs, Um, but from what I've heard, it's absolutely crazy value for starting at 40 bucks. It's unbelievable that you can get a good pair of bib shorts for that. So check out theblackbibs.com to to learn more about that. And uh, thank you everybody for listening. We greatly appreciate it. As always, if you're able to uh, leave us a positive review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find the podcast, or subscribe that means a great deal to us onto the show and we will be back next week some uh some stuff we should chat about one of them is uh just the, the early race season um oh yeah see it's not like our main it's not in our main wheelhouse to do like race reviews and stuff like that but there's definitely been some crazy like in actually, like when you look at some of the races that are coming right up, it's cr- like they feel like they just happened because they did just happen, right? Did, it's so wild. There was very little off season, and then people. It was like we got to enjoy like this condensed season last year. When did it start? August first, I believe, and then something like that, yeah. And it's just so much packed in there, so much you know drama and amazing racing, and and then boom, a short off season, and boom, here we go again. 
And totally. it looks like a lot of the same, you know, riders are just, you know, they, they uh, started but where they left off, you know, and just everybody up at the yeah. top, like the same as what was happening in the fall. Right. Yep. 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 And I don't know about you, but I've said this out loud to a lot of people, but like, it's, I think bike racing is more exciting than ever, you know? I do too. You know, maybe, maybe it was because we had that condensed la- season last year, but it was just like jam packed. Uh, you know, all grand, all three grand tours came down to like the last big day. You know, which, they were all nail biters, which is awesome to watch. You know, as a fan, it was just fantastic. Great yeah. character, great characters. And right? the classics and the world championship was crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we just had uh, Strade Bianchi, which was Strade Bianchi. Yeah, 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 and uh, that was a good one. Yeah, by Matthew Vanderpool. It's probably the most beautiful race to watch the highlights of. Hey, it was cool to watch the highlights for sure. Um, and uh, I, I mean, just that final climb, the the that that attack that he made was just um, yeah, was, Anthony yeah, was Walsh, super impressive. The Roadman podcast. Uh, if he's listening, shout out to Anthony. He said. Um, when I listened to his race review of it, he's like, I don't remember what that hill's called. I'm going to call that the steepest fuck hill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it looked brutal. It looked super brutal. And um, Vanderpool had just absolutely crazy numbers, power data that he released from that, right? Oh, yeah, he's a a beast. He He did like over a thousand watts up that hill. After what, you know? After a five exactly. and a half hours of racing or something yeah, yeah. incredible so then yeah. what did you think of the two early season stage races which were uh Tirreno adriatico and paris Pyrenees? yeah yeah what? i mean you know it's fun to you know just kind of watch either watch the uh, recap on youtube the five minute deal at the end of the day or just read about it but yeah um you know again a lot of the same players like doing really well at those races uh, as as you know we had in the fall which was Rob cool had another heart. I know. Loss. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was sad. I was sad for him, but like, he's, he's so cool. He's what a, what a, um, what a, just an amazing person he is, you know, right after the finish, you know, he, he lost Paris on the final stage due to a couple of crashes. And, and just like the tour de France, you know, he finishes, you know, he, he was chasing all day or half the stage all by himself. And just like the tour de France, good, great sportsmanship you know went up and shook um, the winner's hand right after and yeah that's huge you know you can easily just be really po'd and head straight to the bus and skip that um, yeah he's a total so. class and pogachar got another big win too so another big win yep yep he's i read something about him that he's won like half the stage races that he's entered since uh turning professional and he's like just Which is insane. What's that? Like just twenty-two years old. Yeah, which just amazing, amazing. It's yeah. completely crazy. So I mean, like the sky is absolutely the limit. I don't know how you'd bet against him in any yeah. of the Grand Tours that he enters this year. Yeah. And then and yeah, and just stays tour. cool in the pocket. You know, stays cool yeah. in the pocket like Tom Brady. You know, just that's awesome. He's it's like super wild. Years he just seems to have like a lot of things figured out and isn't rattled yeah. by race tactics and stuff yeah um, and then tomorrow we're recording this on march 19th tomorrow is uh milan san remo which you have raced in right um yeah 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 but we should back up real quick and yeah uh, walt walt van, van art has been kicking butt too right yeah. you know just he's been he well, i think he won at least two stages maybe three stages at torino adriatico yeah yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, actually, so for tomorrow, yeah, he's actually, he's on, he's on actually won Milan San Remo, hasn't he? I think he, yeah, I think he, he might won, have won it last. I think yeah. he won it last year. Yeah. I think he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So he's obviously a big favorite for tomorrow. You know, he, he climbs really well and has a big, you know, descends well and has a big sprint on him. So tell us about but yeah, and Vanderpool, Vanderpool. I think those guys, those two are the just the the um, you know the five star favorites. Then I think you have a lot of a lot of like four star favorites. You know, Alaphilippe or riders like that. You know, Peter Sagan. So Sagan's a guy that I wanted to talk about actually because I'm a yeah. huge fan, and he's only 31 years old. Like he's been, he feels like he's been in the cycling in our cycling lives for like so much longer yeah. than that. He, yeah. he, he, he can't be out of it based on age. Do you, do you think that he really got boxed out of a lot of potential wins over the last few years, just because like it made more sense for the front to work against him than to work for themselves in some ways. Cause it seemed like that happened at some of the big classics after he'd gone on such a tear. Yeah. He went on that tear and then riders were just, you know, riding really against him. And, um, you know, he's had a little bit of bad luck lately. You know, I know he had COVID and um, took him a while to kind of come back from that. So I know he was like training through Torino Adriatico, just using it to to build his form. Um, uh, but, you know, he's 31, but he's been winning for, you know, he, he started winning right away, you know, when he was whatever, 20 years old or maybe even 19. I can't remember. But yeah, he's been winning for a long time. He's kind of hit a little bit of a lull, but yeah, we'll, we'll see him back. We'll see him he's, back. Oh. For sure. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think he's too good not to, unless he gets badly hurt. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But but you know, he'll, he'll be the first to say, yeah, cycling. You know, you go through little periods of up and periods of down. It's all part of it. You know, if you're if you're not if you can't handle the downs, you know, you don't become a professional cyclist. You know, there's a lot. You go through a lot of hard periods, and um, yeah, you know, and and form is, you know, fitness is hard to. Um, it's hard to gauge it. And sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. And you, you try to perfect your, you know, peak and yeah, it, it works sometimes and other times yeah, you miss it massively. So, uh, okay. but yeah, he'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Just wait, just wait. You'll see. You know, he's won what seven green jerseys in the Tour de France and three world championships. Yeah. I would not bet against him for sure. Do you, do you think his form will be, be enough to contend in one of the spring classics this year oh yeah oh yeah yeah we'll see him we'll see him win something for sure so what do you think of the importance of your team around you in a classic compared to a stage race or like a grand tour is it as important or absolutely yeah as important if not yeah definitely definitely uh having a strong team behind you is so important as you know in, in the sport of bike racing, you know, you can, you can be the strongest guy in the race, but without a strong team, typically you're not gonna, you're not gonna win. Cause in one of these uh, two to 300 kilometer races, you're kind of, you're pretty reliant on them for the first 75% of it. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, you know, think about it, like you, you start the race with a book of matches, right. And you only have so many matches to burn throughout the, you know, throughout like a stage race or, a, you know, a one day race, you only have so many matches to burn. And, you know, you use your team, you, you use your team to, you know, burn those, ma- their own matches and you, you, you end up saving your matches, you know, and a race like Milan San, San Remo, it's three, almost like 300 kilometers. Yeah. You know, you got to save, save, save all day long, you know, always use a teammate to, you know, break, 
break the wind in front of you, you know? So always be in the draft, always be in the draft. Don't make these little, you know, micro efforts here and there and just be patient, use your team as best as you can. And then, you know, eventually there'll be a time when your team's probably not there and it's up to you, but hopefully you have a, you know, a pretty solid book of matches to still to, to use. Yeah. So that's what it's about. Let's get far, far into this. Yeah. 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 But some people, you know, some riders, a lot of the younger riders and maybe, maybe not so much these days that the young riders are doing so well, but you know, a lot of back when I was racing it took me a while to kind of, when I became like a team leader to, to, to use my team and, and be patient and, and, you know, they were there for me when I was going good, you know, they were there for me. And so, you know, use them. They're there for, for you to, to, they're there to, to help you. So, um, use them as for as long as you can and you know and to the best of your abilities yeah so Are yeah you, uh, excited about the alternative race calendar like i'm start. i'm definitely oh, i still yeah. pay attention to the world tour but i'm definitely interested to see what happens in some of the big u.s gravel races because it looks like they're all going to be on which it's great is to see super cool, yeah. right yeah it's gonna be fun to watch yeah it's, very um yeah it'll, it'll, i mean it's been we've it's been a long time since since uh, most of those guys and gals have raced, so it'll be interesting to see like who's who has remained on top, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of you know s- new surprises. So, uh, and it's you know in the meantime, you know during COVID, I feel like gravel's gotten more and more popular. So we're going to see see a lot of riders out there on the start line. You know? um, so yeah, I'm excited for the gravel season. So yeah, what a couple races get pushed back a little bit, right? I think so, yeah, but I think, um, oh, shoot, what's it called? Uh, Unbound? Okay, outbound is uh, May, right? May or first week of June or something like that? Yeah, you're going to have to look that up for me. Yeah, it's going to come up soon, and I know there's going to be a lot of big names there, and for to have sat out a whole year, um, that's going to get super, super competitive. I think that guys like Lachlan Morton and Alex Howe stuff will be there. Yeah. Cool. Yep, and uh, you know Pete Staten. I'm sure he's been training harder than ever, and you know he's super motivated. I'm sure he's going to be um, yeah, kind of firing on all cylinders. You know, excited to watch Ted King. You know, he's he's getting older, but he's uh, the passion is still there. You know, it's it's awesome to see what he's been doing. Totally. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be focused on some of those bigger events this year or not. But if he is, you what like a, he's yeah. going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's hard hard to root against him, you know. Like, yeah, for for sure. And uh, but yeah, I'm excited to to be a fan, to be a spectator. Yeah. No, uh, you're not going to jump in any local events this year. Um, no, I'm going to ride with a, a little kid I coach who's 11 in like a two man team time trial here not in the Missoula the- area. Yeah, it's in a, I think a end end of April. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, but no, no events for, for me. But I like to watch and just, uh, I don't know, I don't like to suffer anymore. Any more than you need to. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So, okay. How about you? But you got your um, Everest thing coming up. <laughs> um, I mean, now that it's officially a thing, you know, Celine said it, like, it's a thing now. Everybody keeps in. Yeah, it is kind of becoming this uh, recurring theme. I'm, yeah. I'm doing some. I'm putting together some big plans uh, for the spring, early summer here. But um, I might try and jump into a gravel event. I think there's going to be a few. Awesome. There. 
around me and um i'll just keep it close like somewhere that i yeah. can go to single day but there's a couple of cool cool rides that uh i might try and get into because i think they're going to be able to do them all safely and stuff um i'll mount bike race in august yeah what's and the name of that one that's called the crow's nest pass 100 so that's oh, yeah. the crow's nest pass area um in alberta which and it's it's 100k 62 miles but it's got 10 almost 11,000 feet of climbing Whoa. on a single track so it's a it's a hard race um so i'll kind of try and peak i guess for then but definitely yeah. want to get on the gravel as much as i can my mountain bike and my road bike will be jealous because i'll be riding that gravel bike all the time so we should talk about those bikes a little bit oh um, yeah man i'm loving mine i'm loving you mine. you got out on the yeah. state all road oh yeah oh yeah it's been great i've been riding uh kind of the road setup it's got some big beefy tires for the road setup and it's uh you can kind yeah, of take it anywhere yeah even on the on the road wheels which are 700 c um yeah it's uh and this isn't an ad for it like objectively like the bike is just ridiculous value it really is like from a oh review and we can get more into like you know components and things like that later once we've been able to put some more k's on them but like the bike is 13.99 and it's 3.99 for the extra set of wheels and tires uh brake rotors and cassette like that's insane i mean the it's got vittoria tires on it like it's 250 dollars worth of tires yeah. for 1800 bucks like it, you start to part that bike out like you can't it doesn't matter where on the internet you're buying stuff you can't build that bike for that money it's just completely ridiculous so um yeah i'm all about that i'm all about that and uh you know keeping it simple you know so we have we have basically two different kinds of bikes you know a road bike and a gravel bike you know with um a two for one it's awesome totally and uh, and, and you know and, you know, cycling is and a lot like skiing. It's, you know, it's known to be just an expensive, expensive sport. And, uh, you know, keeping their price to a manageable level is, um, is you know, what I'm about. I think that's what you're about. And, totally. You know, it's, it's nice to see. And, you know, a lot of people can afford something like this. Well, people like, and we've talked about this before. We've talked about We have definitely we identify the fact that people don't understand the barrier to entry to cycling like it's much yeah. lower than think and you can yeah. make it as, as you want but that's by your own volition like it's not it's much more accessible than people realize and i think the people should talk about that and i think companies like state um like the black bibs who are also sponsoring the podcast right now sure. like yeah nice bib shorts for starting 40 at 40 bucks yeah so, like i thought you had to spend Three hundred dollars to get good bibs. Um, so, and and if you want to, if you want to go spend your money on that kind of kits and bikes and stuff like that, that's you know a, a whole bunch of other companies are starting to build bikes that are similar similar in geometry and capability um, as the state. They might you know varying scales of value, but like those bikes, I, when we were talking about this, like unless you're trying to move up from like cat four to cat three and you're doing crit races and all that kind of stuff, or unless you're trying to keep up with your friends on hard to, or on like full suspension mountain bikes, like this bike does everything in between. I would absolutely ride this bike on mild single track. And I would also, I would ride it in like a grand Fondo and do a century on it. Like it's, it does all of those. I'm excited to test out the gravel wheels. I, I have yet to do that, but I'll do that uh, probably, probably this weekend. Yeah. they're they're pretty cozy and capable because you can run them like relatively low 
the wheels we should note do come uh tubeless ready uh but they're mine aren't set up as tubeless um i don't maybe if maybe i'll get around to doing that or not i'm not yeah. terrible with it but um i like i do run tubeless on my mountain bike and i do like the it doesn't flat so i mean that's that's pretty that's great. great um i don't have them set up tubeless right now but you can run those they come with a 47 millimeter tire on the 650 bs and you know if you run them at like 30 or 40 psi like it's a crazy comfortable bike and you can absolutely ride it on some gnarlier stuff so um yeah people should check that out for sure yeah thank you state one other thing um i wanted to talk to you about on the pod is have you did you follow along at all with uh um tyler pierce and uh jeremiah bishop no, as they did you, no i missed that i missed that Okay, so I'll bring you up to speed a little on it because I just think people should check it out because it's coming out soon. So this is a shout out to Tyler who we've, we've had on the podcast and I hope we can, I'd love to have them both on um, later in April here because they have a new film coming out on YouTube called The Impossible Route or The Impossible Route 2 or something. So Tyler's done this before in Hawaii. Oh yeah, that, I and, saw that video. That was amazing. Yeah, uh, incredible, right? Yeah. If you follow along with like their footage um and some of the video like the little teaser videos that they released and stuff people have got to go check that out from jeremiah bishop or the vegan cyclist because they rode across death valley for like set they did like 700 miles in seven days like sand so they were like pushing their bikes to miles an hour like just a crazy but beautiful like unbelievably stunning and i think that 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 little film they're putting together is going to totally take people on a journey but I wanted to also just give a shout out to Tyler if he listens and tell him like, man, get better soon. In the oh, yeah. stroke of horrible bad luck, he kind of just does this like skids his back wheel in and just like, literally in the parking lot at the finish of the ride falls. Uh, something we've all done a hundred times. Like how many times you bunny hop something like where you could have, you know, just come down poorly or whatever. And he broke his femur. Oh like, man. Damn it. Brutal. And Beamer and you're a cyclist. That's because that's your season, right? So yeah. I'm super yeah. stoked to see that film. I think it looks awesome. But everybody, shoot Tyler a message and tell him to get better soon because that sucks. Yeah, sending you good vibes, Tyler. Yeah, it's a bummer, but you know those things happen sometimes. And you know, he'll he's fit and uh, he's young. He'll he'll recover fast and he'll come back stronger he, than ever. Yeah. And he like, but yeah, he was, you know, just, Oh, go ahead. He's so self-deprecating. Like he released a video just saying how stupid that was and how he wished he could turn back time. And like, he's not stupid. We all do. Like he could have done that 99 times out of a hundred and he wouldn't have even slipped, let alone broken yeah. him. Like it was a total fluke. Yeah. Those things yeah. happen. Those so, things happen. We yeah. hope he gets back soon. Uh, only other topical thing right now, because that's what this podcast is kind of about, is as we speak, the Barkley marathons are taking place. So not cycling related, but um, it looks like they're already down to like like thirty five people started, and it looks like only three or four are still going. No way. Where do you? Where do I follow that? So um, I'll I'll shoot the link and I'll put it in this in this when we launch this episode. Uh, we'll try and get it up later today. But there's a few people that basically do this like like on their twitter feeds and stuff like that okay. and i i just kind of realized that it was happening 
right away here because I saw it on Courtney Dowalter's Twitter feed, and she oh, started. She's, she's doing it. Yeah, I was like, I, oh, I would, I would not bet against her. No way. I would I, but she's already out. Oh no way. Yeah, so she did the for for the uninitiated. The Barkley marathons are this sadistic. Um, it's apparently a hundred miler, but all the runners who've done it in the past swear that it's more than a hundred miles and it's this um actually it's more than 100 miles because i think there's supposed to be 20 to 25 mile loops and you do five of them to complete it it's i think it's only been completed by 13 people all time the whole time that it's been happening um so courtney got her first lap done she finished her second lap but she didn't finish in the allotted she finished 12 minutes too late to start her oh, third, bummer. is what it looks like but it looks like the weather's awful um, and there's an incredible documentary about that race that used to be on Netflix, but I believe it's on, um, I think it's on Amazon prime now. So people should check that out because it's, it's crazy. So I'll be looking forward to seeing highlights on how that plays out. And it's yeah. Too- and it's, isn't it not just running? It's like a little bit of orienteering as well, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's complete, yeah, yeah. It's, that's why people need to like watch the documentary to get a sense of what it is. Cause what you have to do is you, um, run your loop. And then you run it the opposite direction, and then you run it the then the first direction that you ran it, then opposite again, and then if you, if you make it to your fifth loop within the allotted time, you can choose which direction you want to run it in. But it's not chip timed; it's not GPS mapped. So what you need to do in order to navigate this is uh, Gary Cantrell, who goes by Lazarus Flake, who organizes the event. Yeah, dashes a number of books um throughout oh, that's right and then you get an assigned page every time you go to get a lap so you might get 12 and you need to go and you need to pull out page 12 of each one of these books and bring them back to be allowed to start your next lap and then you'll be assigned another page like it's 122 or whatever like that you need to keep bringing the pages back so you can imagine as your cognitive function declines oh, as man. <laughs> Um, and the night and navigating, um, and just brutal terrain. Uh, it's, it's just completely wild and, uh, it just captivates the running world. It's completely nuts. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. I look forward to checking it out. Awesome. We'll know soon if anybody makes it. So, okay. Do you have any predictions for, uh, Milan San Remo? Oh, wow. Um, it's hard to win it twice in a row. It's been done, but it has a, um, so I'll say uh, Vanderpool. He's been, he's been on a tear. He, he's been on a tear. He did like a 52 kilometer breakaway and he won a stage there, Torino, you know, last it, week. So, so oh, is yeah. he start- I, I looked at the start line. I didn't, I didn't uh, notice him, which I might have overlooked. Oh, yeah. He should be there. Yeah. You think he's yeah. going to be racing it? Yeah. Um, I don't even know who the last person to win it twice was. Maybe like, I think Eric Zobel won it twice in a row. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. He might have even done it twice. Uh, I'd say, um, Al- what did you say? Alaphilippe. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Or Sega. Like it. Yeah, it'd be cool to see Pete Sagan win. Yeah. 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 But okay. it's cool just to watch and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that was great, Pete. Thanks for uh, taking some time to catch up. Of course, everybody. Uh, um, they- we should kind of nail down this Everesting thing you're going to do. 
<laughs> Maybe gonna, after your race in August, you should do it because then you'll be fit. I'm gonna like just edit out all of the Everesting talk, and <laughs> when you listen back to it, you're gonna be like, "What happened? I'm sure we talked about that." And we'll be like, "No, that, that didn't come yeah. up." Yeah, just to do it, just to do it. Yeah. Oh, and we're also gonna we're gonna have a gym back on soon because that's new and topical too. Is I am a, a recipient of coaching advice. Oh, yeah now and strategy from Tyler Hamilton training, which I appreciate. Um, and, and I've got lots of insights and thoughts about yeah. it now too. How's it been going? It's great. It's some of the workouts are brutal. Um, yeah. The, uh, they feel like, like time's barely moving. <laughs> really? Yeah. But then after you... I feel fresh, so. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. There it's, I think that it's great. I think that, uh, like a lot of the athletes you guys coach, sometimes I'm chopping at the bit to do like a little more. Yeah. Or a rest day and i'm trying to yeah. be you know smart and disciplined yeah. like that but to your yeah. guys's credit i've got a crazy life and sometimes i'll text jim and say like you know uh, it's beautiful out i'm just going to ride outside today can you shift some of the interval work to later in the week um yeah. or, or i you know plan to get something done but it doesn't happen because the kids or whatever and yeah. jim like no sweat and just like completely figures it out and updates everything and the, to remove that guesswork has completely changed my opinion on hiring a coach. And that's not just an endorsement of THT, but just in general. Um, it's, it's really, it feels like such a luxury to have somebody else just consider that stuff for you and that you can just do it and that you know yeah. you're going to improve if you follow that protocol yeah. and it's flexible, right? Yeah. You know, it's nice to have somebody kind of look, look after you. It's hard to coach yourself. It's really hard to coach yourself. I've tried to do it you know, back in the day, but, um, yeah. well, that's, that's nice to hear. Like, uh, you've been enjoying it and you're feeling like you're getting stronger. I'm a hundred percent getting stronger. Like, and you yeah, can good tests, right. Yeah. Which, uh, which also suck. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do suck. But then 30 seconds later, you're like, Oh, I should have pushed just a little bit more at the end there. But yeah, I, I, I like within a 30 day span, I increased my FTP and a ramp test by 10% in like nice. 30 days. you well know so it's um rather than just mindlessly wandering around on my bike and putting in miles which by the way i think is really cathartic and good for your mental space to do some of that too but if you're if you're looking to make gains or to um optimize your time because we can't all go world tour style and just put in 50 hour weeks yeah uh, you know, to have some structure and sense behind it. And, and we'll get more into the details and some of the physiology and why it works the way that it does with gym. But yeah, it's great. It's, it's been, it's been fun so far. So awesome. uh, continuing to improve maybe enough to take a shot at Everesting, but yeah, Hey, I like it. I nobody like sent it. Me a hill yet. Somebody send me a hill, get on Google maps, nerd out, find something near Calgary that's suitable. Uh, and, uh, and then I'll consider it. For the sake of the podcast, it'll be for research. You could do one down here in Missoula. You have a good hill for it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, the well, way that you left off to your yeah. left side, I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, great, great. Well, yeah, we can we can plan that for you. Yeah, uh, well, lots of good guests uh, coming up really soon. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll be back yeah. soon. Thanks, Pete. Have a good weekend. All right, brother, you too.
Thanks everybody for listening. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, We do have some really exciting recordings that are coming up very soon. Some podcast guests that we are really excited to host. So uh, thank you again for listening and we will be back next week with another episode.